0: Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds podcast, and I want to extend a blessed and happy Easter to everybody who's listening in today. Um, Easter is really special. It's special to us all. To me, it's uh, the most incredible holiday we could have, but to me, Easter is also something that is a daily understanding that I carry about what Jesus did. That's what Easter is about, it's about Christ raising from the dead and all the things that God the Father did and all the things that Jesus did and what that means to us. And I do want to talk about that today. I do want to do something a little bit different for an Easter message where I want to personalize or make it personal to you. And I could talk about the cross and I'm not going to as much today. Um, so many things happened on the cross, and I, I actually address that a lot because I talk about the gospel a lot, and I intend to do so in other episodes. But today, I want to bring your attention in two places. One is in John 14, where Jesus was talking to his disciples and telling them not to let their heart be troubled, He knew what they were going to face when they saw him on the cross. He knew that, that they were going to be deeply troubled. But he was saying, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That's John 14 and 1. And also in verse 27, he says something similar. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He knew what they would feel when they would see him taken away to be crucified. That their hopes would be dashed and that they would lose hope in spite of all that they had seen and all that they had heard. To see Jesus taken away to be crucified was something that would have just been impossible to bear. And everything they believed and hoped for seemed like it was going to be lost. They believed that he was the one who would come and redeem Israel, but they didn't understand how he would do it. And he knew that about them and this is why he comforted them and gave him this word let not your heart be troubled we know that jesus died on the cross we know that and we know some of the events that happened after that how nicodemus and joseph took the body and and put it in a sepulcher and there was a rock put in front of it but i want to take you to the sunday morning when jesus was actually risen and nobody knew And I want to take you to John 20, and I want to go through this because this is really just, it's really something else, and I want you to take it into your own heart because this is the gospel, this is Easter, this is what it's all about. So look at John 20, and it says, Now the first day of the week, which is Sunday, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They've taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, yet he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb, and saw that the linen clothes were lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head was not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in the place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first, and this is John, by the way, he's writing this, he always says the other disciple and the one who Jesus loved. it's John, this is who's saying this, went in also, so John went in also, and he saw and believed. Now John seemingly was one of the only people that believed at that moment what was going on. He may not have fully understood, but he believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, how he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own home. But I want you to see here, now that we have that groundwork laid, I want you to, this is where I want to bring you, is right here. This is what I want you to hear. Mary Magdalene stayed behind. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. She was devastated. And as she wept, she stooped down, And looked into the tomb. Now bear in mind, she had already done that. She already looked inside. I believe it was out of just total disbelief. And I don't mean unbelief like I don't believe. Disbelief because she did believe who Jesus was. And out of disbelief, just looked inside and saying, this can't be. And she saw two angels. So again, let me read this again from verse 11. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Can you imagine how she felt And now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, and I want you to hear this, sir, If you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Do you see how distressed she is? She just, if nothing else, just wants to take his body away and put it somewhere where they know they can mourn and take their losses and know what was going on. Mary didn't know at this moment that Jesus had risen. Her heart was torn out. She was troubled. She was hurt and distraught. But this was going to change beyond anything she or any of the others had ever seen was going to change. This person who who Mary thought was a gardener was Jesus. And she, she said to him, Sir, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him. And Jesus said to her, Mary, and she turned and said to him, "Rabbi," Which is to say, teacher. And at that very moment, Mary Magdalene, the first person to see Jesus risen. And the scripture bears that out, because in Mark 16 and 9 it says that she was the first to see Christ risen. But what I want you to see is he said one word to her, her name. All of the gospel, all of the love of God was present in that word when he said Mary. She understood everything she needed to know right then and there. She became alive right then and there. She believed right then and there. And all the hopes that she had had, and all the joy that she had known, and all the love that she had received of God up until that point had been confirmed by seeing Jesus risen again. The Jesus she knew to be the Son of God. The Jesus that delivered her from demonic possession. Right at that moment, in one word, her own name she understood everything she needed to know. And people, it's what I want to bring to the table here today in this Easter message. Your name is in his heart, and he's calling your name and letting you know, I'm here. It's I'm alive. It's okay. I have you. I am risen, and I am life, and death has no hold on me. And because it has no hold on me, it has no hold on you. I was crucified, you saw it with your own eyes, and now I am risen, and you see it with your own eyes. And it says in verse 17, Jesus said to her, don't cling to me. I think that Mary maybe misunderstood it, but probably just really just clung to him as if to say, you're back, you're here to stay. But he had said to her, don't touch me yet because I haven't ascended to my father yet. But look at what he does say and make this personal to you. This isn't just history. This is now. He said, go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father. He was letting them know that his father was their father. And he said, and to my God and your God. So he was letting them know that it was his God and their God. And this is why I'm bringing this one simple point to you. Instead of going into the many details that happened through the cross, all of which are so important, and all the details that we might get into on Easter. When I looked at this scripture, verse 16, it jumped off the page at me when he said to her, Mary. And I realized and I saw clearly that the entire gospel was preached by him simply mentioning Her name because she saw it all it all became alive she became alive her own heart was risen with him and all by faith all by love all by the works of God the Father and his son Jesus this is the greatest event in history the death was overcome And Jesus rose from the dead so that you can rise from the dead. And I would say in all of it, look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and hear your name being called by him. And in it, seeing everything that he is and everything that he has done for you. And be a receiver of those things. Be a believer of those things. He has overcome this world. Death has no grip on him, and death has no grip on you when you believe. So, Easter morning, yes, it's an incredible holiday. Yes, it's an incredible time. The entire story from the cross all the way through is an incredible story. But I wanted to bring this one peace out. Mary Magdalene, being the first person to see the risen Christ and to hear from him, to have her name called by him, and to be given instructions to go back and tell the others about him. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? And I love it. I'm going to read verse 16 again because I just love it because I want you to put your own name in there. And, Jesus said to her, "Mary," and she turned to him, recognizing him, and said, "Rabbi," which she said in Hebrew, which means teacher. She knew who he was, and in turn knew the gospel in her heart, that life, victory, and love prevailed, and that what they had hoped was indeed true, and that God is the God of hope. And we have this hope in us. I'm going to leave it there. I think that's more than enough. I want to leave you with this beautiful song to close out this segment, written by a very dear, really a daughter, a spiritual daughter to me. Her name is Eliza Tennant, and she wrote a beautiful song some years ago called Calvary. And we got together. She wrote the words and the melody and asked me uh, if we can maybe figure out something together to put some guitar to it. And so I did the guitar. This recording is not a professional recording. It was really just note-taking so we wouldn't forget what we were doing. We ended up kind of liking it and she agreed today to let this one be played on this show and I hope that it blesses your heart. I think it's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. God bless you thank you for listening today. Have a wonderful Easter. Here's this beautiful song by Eliza Tennant called Calvary.